Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Portland Public Schools podcast. Uh, this is going to be our episode number 20, and we are live here in the uh, Town Tech Educational Podcast Studio at Portland High School. And with us uh, this afternoon is our superintendent of schools, Dr. Charles Britton. So, uh, Good afternoon, Charles. How are you? Dave, it's great to be back. Thanks uh, for having me, as always. Fantastic. We just got through with uh, Ryan's podcast, and uh, we had uh, our uh, Chatham Health Director, Russ uh, Melmet on and so forth. So uh, I know you were on a call with him yesterday. So tell us, uh, you know, we had the uh, the governor gave his state of the state yesterday. <laughs> so uh, why don't you give us the state of the state here yeah, for the school district? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I've been, I talked Russ almost every week. He's a he's really 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 we're very lucky to have him. He's a, a tremendous resource for this town. Um, yeah, and it's been fun watching the Olympics too. Connecticut is representing well, huh? Yes, yes. Go 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 USA. That's, yeah, that's awesome. my so God, we're doing quite well. So, um, yeah, the you know big part of what the governor talked about was um, the the uh, update on the the budget, right? And I, it certainly sounds like Connecticut is. Um, Doing better certainly yes. than we were even three four years ago. It's sort of shocking how I guess you know how quickly we go from you know deficit to surplus is almost how quickly we go from huge infection rates of COVID to almost dropping down like a stone, right? Yes, I, yes. But we're I think we're um, in a good place in the state, and I I do want to talk about uh, the budget with everybody. But certainly I I know that the um, hot topics uh, are now. Uh, the expiring mask mandate and yes. the expiring requirement that school employees either um, are vaccinated or uh, submitting weekly tests. negative COVID tests. Yes. Right? And uh, uh, that's been going on now since about October. Right? Yep. Yep. Um, so as I understand it, you know, we have all been required to wear masks mm -hmm. um, as a function of executive order, which carries the force of law. Yep. Um, and those executive orders are scheduled to expire on um, February 15th. Yep. Now, we expect that on February 14th, the um, legislature is going to vote to extend those for a couple of weeks to give us all an opportunity to prepare yep. um, until February 28th. And then on February 28th, those executive orders would end and the decision about whether to require masks and continue to require vaccinations for school employees would become a local decision. Yep. Right. Um, here in Portland, our Board of Education adopted two emergency policies throughout the pandemic. Okay. One policy was adopted in September 2020. That established the expectation that we all wear masks while in school. Yep. The other was adopted more recently in October, that established the expectation that school employees be vaccinated or submit weekly tests. Mm -hmm. Those are, the policies are quote unquote emergency policies. Yep. Now the complicating part about those policies is that as of yet, I have not heard anybody in official capacity declare an end to the emergency, right? So if the emergency were declared over, then those policies would be reset. Right, right, because their emergency is over. Those are emergency policies, not necessary. But if the executive order expires on the 28th and the emergency isn't declared over, then those are still the policies for our schools mm -hmm. because the Board of Education sets policy for the schools. Correct. So either one of two things, would, one of three things essentially would need to happen. 
one, the board would take no action and leave those policies in, in place, place, and we would continue to wear masks and require vaccination. Two, the board would repeal the policies, and then essentially we would default to the recommendations of our health officials. Mm -hmm. Or three, the board would repeal and replace the policy with something different. Okay. So that's where we are, mm -hmm. um, and it's all happening quickly, right? And, and you know, the, the capacity I am in is to advise the board on what the next steps would be. Sure. As part of my process of, of um, developing what advice I will give the board, I'm asking for lots of input from lots of different people. I'm asking for faculty, staff, students, parents to give me input about what they'd like to see. Specifically, I've sent out some surveys and I want to gather people's input. Everybody has a say in this. And, mm -hmm. and um, I don't think any one of us knows any better than anybody else. So right. all, all of our opinions are, are equal. Sure. Right? Um, I'm also asking for board attorneys. We use our Shipman and Goodwin law firm. I want their advice yeah. about how we should proceed. Um, also certainly interested in, in the recommendations from Russ and the State Department of Public Health and the Connecticut Start State Department of Education. I expect that we're going to get uh, guidelines from them. Uh, I know they're working on them quickly. I think that's part of the reason why the governor's asked for a two-week extension on this. Mm -hmm. um, and we should get those soon. I will call all of that information together and make a recommendation to the board as it pertains to the two emergency policies and what action I would advise them to take. But ultimately, the, the board is going to need to take some action right. to repeal the policy, keep the policy, or amend it in some way. Okay. And that's all likely going to happen in the late February, early March timeframe, you know, as uh, things start to become clearer and, and guidance starts to be, um, and input starts to, to be pulled together. Okay. Right now, if, if I were in a position where somebody said to me today, and, 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 and I, I say this with a caveat that uh, this is sub, my thinking is subject to change based on input from people, but my advice would be that we do what we've done since the beginning of the pandemic, which is align our practices to local and state health mm -hmm. guidelines. Sure. Where those guidelines recommend people wear masks and get vaccinated, I suggest the public schools recommend that people get wear masks and get vaccinations. Uh -huh. Where the Department of Public Health requires that people wear masks and be vaccinated, then I would suggest that the schools, of course, require. Right? So that's an important distinction. But ultimately, the Department of Public Health have the expertise they have the right letters after their name. Yep. We, my advice to the town right now would be align your practices with the guidelines established by the Department of Public Health. If those guidelines recommend, we recommend. Sure. If they require, we require. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that kind of makes sense. I think, you know, uh, because you're going to gather a lot of information from your surveys and so forth. So you'll, you'll get a sense of the, um, you know, the pulse and the appetite of, 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 mm -hmm. of all of the uh, parent uh, and so forth, and even the students to, the, to that point. Right. So it, it'll give you a little bit of information to, you know, base your decision-making and the, uh, obviously the decision-making of the board, you For, know. Of course, yeah. And, 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 
you know, I will share all of that information in the context. Sure. But, you know, what I have to say to Russ and to the Department of Public Health is that you are the experts. Mm -hmm. I am not. Mm -hmm. All I can do is align my recommendations to yours. Sure. So make your recommendations. Yep. And, and those likely would be the ones that I would bring forward. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and you know, that's kind of the way I sort of see things heading as of today. Now, that is absolutely subject to change yeah. based on input I get from the community or um, guidelines from the state. Right? But, but ultimately, I imagine, and I know Russ and, and the Department of Public Health is being thoughtful about this sure. because you know, we have to look to them for that guidance. Exactly. And you know, I'm, not, I'm not in a position where I think we should supersede or overstep their guidance because I'm not the expert they, they are. are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, how, how is our uh, faculty and staff uh, fared with the, with, with the Omicron variants? You, you know, it's, uh, it's been an amazing month. Okay. Uh, three weeks ago, when I tell you there has never been more COVID yep. in our schools, yep. it, every day dozens of people were reporting positive cases. Right. Faculty, staff, and students. Yep, yeah. Um, and that's consistent with our experiences last year with Delta or yep, yep. Alpha or whatever the original one was. Yeah. It, it, it shot up like a rocket. And then over the past two weeks, it is dropping like a stone. Okay. So, you know, the, this, this week in particular, I've seen an infinitesimal amount compared to where we were two weeks ago. So, right, right. So we're on the other side of the curve now. We're right. On the down, down, downhill side. And I think that's generally the uh, um, statistics uh, that have been playing out uh, not only statewide, but nationwide, too. Sure. You know, as yep. far as that goes. Absolutely. You know, which is a good thing. You know, uh, now Russ said the, you know, uh, in uh, uh, our, our town positive right now, right now the infection rate is still up there, but by the same token, um, the uh, severity of the, the symptoms and the, and the illnesses are, are nowhere near what they were, you know, with the original. Right. And, and, and again, whether, whether that's a function of, a, a weaker virus or a function of a, a more immune population because of vaccines. Vaccines, sure. I can only or speculate. Or both but there. Yeah. yeah. The good exactly. news is, is everybody I know, um, and I know a lot of people at this point who have gotten it have generally not felt well, maybe for a short period of time, but, but right. have recovered and are back and, and doing well, well. Well, I know that the, uh, uh, the prevalence now of obviously the cell phone tests are, you know, uh, being rolled out and uh, they're readily available uh, and so forth. We put the link on, you know, for the the ones that were mailed out by the the the, uh, the postal service. We put that link on the website uh, as far as that goes, and we've got uh, a whole lot of uh, of the uh, test kits delivered that uh, are are available. I think Don Goon, our uh, EOC director, has just delivered a whole um box boxes of them at the, at the town hall so they are available that's right and, and at this point what's interesting about, about that dave is, is the way i i see it is um if the if it came to the point where masks came off yep we have many other tools in our tool belt now sure yep. clearly vaccination yep yep widespread tests are available here in the schools and we're giving them out regularly yep, if yep. people ask for them or or showing signs and symptoms yeah yeah and we have a, a closet full of kn95 and and surgical masks yeah yeah so 
you know, unlike the beginning of the pandemic where we had no vaccines, no tests, and no very masks. few masks, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. and a limited understanding of what this thing is we're dealing with, yeah. and we're completely uncertain, two years in, mm -hmm. the resources are here, yeah. and, and we understand what we need to do to um, hopefully stave off more widespread infections. Yes, you know, and I think that's what Russ kind of alluded to, you know, uh, you know, we're more uh, approaching from the pandemic stage to the endemic stage, right. you know, as far as that goes. And again, you know, dealing with what we're dealing with and, uh, you know, and moving on. Exactly. You know, they, you know, that's the whole thing. So uh, exactly. that's great. So on, uh, tell us what, what's on the budget front. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, ha I'm excited to talk about this. We, we are, are uh, knee deep in, in designing our budget and um, uh, I'm, uh, making sure everybody understands what's in it and, and, you know what I what I like to think of when I when I consider the budget is I love this quote right and it's from a gentleman named Jack Lew. Um, he says the budget is not just a collection of numbers, but an expression of our values and aspirations. There you go. Right, and and I think one of the things I'm most excited about with this budget is that we worked really hard to make sure the budget supports our priorities. Yeah. Right? Not not just well this is the way it's always been. Let's do continue to fund that. Right? Yeah. It's, yeah. We, we not only asked ourselves what amounts we should fund, but we, we took a hard look at what we're funding yep. to make sure that our funding priorities reflect our values and aspirations. Mm -hmm. Specifically, I'm confident that if adopted the way the board has, has already approved it, the way the board has uh, uh, laid out the budget, yep. it will support our goals going ne into next year. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to go over both the goals and how I think the funding is there to support it. I can do this pretty quickly. Sure, why not? So our, our first goal this year, and I think it will be our goal next year, is to make sure that that we're we're focused on health and safety. Right? We need to maximize uh, students' safety in schools and the health and well-being of our our faculty, staff, and students. To that end, I'm I'm happy to report that the next year's budget funds all of our school nurses. Mm -hmm. Our heroes, yeah, yeah, really. funds all of our custodians, also heroes. And yes, those two groups of people are directly responsible for keeping us clean, safe, and healthy. They showed up every day. Absolutely, <laughs> nurses fully funded, custodians fully funded, our IT staff fully funded. You know, we have other kinds of viruses in the technical sense, malware, <laughs> spyware. Yeah, oh yeah, way to keep us safe. Uh, all um, the the cyber uh, the realm. cyber dangerous, sure. All those positions are fully funded. A security guard here at the high school uh, uh, funded. Um, and all of those individuals who have frontline responsibilities to keep us safe and healthy are going to be provided the equipment, resources, support, and training that they need to do their job. Mm -hmm. I've also added one new position in the budget. Um, we have added an assistant principal for the secondary school. And that assistant principal will have responsibility for athletics. So it's an assistant principal with responsibility for athletics. We need that position also to keep us safe and healthy, right? Athletics is one area where injuries can happen very quickly. And mm -hmm. it, it's an area that oh, yeah. needs oversight and supervision um, and careful monitoring. And this individual will provide that for athletics, but also be here in the school to help our principals make sure that things run smoothly and that um, any any dangers in the school are, are quickly addressed. Mm -hmm. So 
I'm confident that that if adopted and supported by the town, we would will be able to continue to maximize our student, faculty, and staff health and safety here in the schools. Mm -hmm. The second thing that we're focused on, and these are kind of an order of importance, are the social and emotional well-being of our students, faculty, and staff. Right. It's been a rough couple of years. It has. Right? Um, I don't know what other shoe is going to fall next when the masks come off, right? But it, it's been a very anxious, traumatic, challenging time for our our professionals and for our students. Sure. Right? And we're seeing that in, in some of the, the needs of our kids. So we need to continue to prioritize our student, faculty, staff, um, social, emotional, behavioral needs. To that end, the budget fully funds all of our clinicians, our social workers, our school psychologists, our counselors, our board-certified behavior analysts. It fully funds all of our support programming, our ABA, our RISE, our Harbor, our Bridges, our relationships with uh, professional services, our OT, our PT, all of the people that come in to help our students uh, manage social and emotional needs. And all of those individuals are going to be provided the resources, training, and support they need to continue providing that support for our children. Uh -huh. um, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. We've also added um, several paraprofessionals to the budget. Paraprofessionals are also heroes. They work directly with students, some cases one-on-one, -on -one, to make sure that all students are able to access our curriculum. So uh, the, the prioritization of social and emotional well-being is, is front and center in our, in our budget next sure. year. Um, the third one, uh, I will, will quickly mention that we, we are still a learning organization and that teaching and learning and is, is front and center in our minds. Um, yep. the, the budget, I'm happy to say, makes no cuts to our certified faculty. Right. All of our teachers here this year will continue to have positions next year. We're not cutting any teaching positions. Uh -huh. That will enable us to have reasonable class sizes. And of course, all of our teachers will continue to have access to the curriculum, instruction, resources, supplies that they need to continue to support teaching and learning in their classroom. Mm -hmm. um, the fourth goal is a function of our commitment to um, increasing equity and, and promoting civil discourse in our schools. Um, our generation of educators, we are continuing to work to bend the arc of history towards justice, right? Yep. You know, Equity is, is a front and center consideration of everything we do. And equity really means to me that we don't treat every student the exact same. In some cases, some students need more. You know, yeah, if it's absolutely. A, sec a second language It's learner, not a one-size-fits-all. A student with a, a disability, uh, students who have other types of needs. Our, our budget prioritizes making sure that all students have the supports that they need to access the curriculum. And that... Our entire community is committed to the concept of living the, our founding fathers' dreams for our nation. Right? Sure. And you know, we're going to continue to promote that in our schools, make sure all of our students are supported and welcomed and loved here. And I, I think the budget does a great job of that by continuing to, to support the, the, the people and programs that we are, are building out. And then the last one, I, I wanted just to spend a little bit of time with and I imagine we're going to have several podcasts devoted to this, Dave. Oh yeah. Our school buildings are in tough shape. They yes. I, 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 anybody hearing me say that who knows anything about Valley View, Brownstone, or Gildersleeve would 
probably not be shocked to hear that yeah. our buildings need a lot of work. They, right? they do. They need a ton of work. They're old, and they're showing their age. Two years ago, we commissioned a, a, a study, of, a facility study, and we know from that report that over the next 10 years, our schools need about $25 million worth of work. Mm -hmm. And that's roofs, windows, boilers, parking lots, uh, code violations, abatement yep. for hazardous materials, yep. electrical upgrades, it's air handling units, HVAC systems. Yes. Uh, my goodness. It, the report, you know, these buildings are old, and, and anybody who owns a home knows that you need to keep your house up. Yep, right? exactly. Now, that report is two years old. That was $25 million two years ago, and it projects out 10 years. If we account for inflation, I think that $25 million is probably closer to $30, $35 million over 10 years. Yes. Right? Now, before we just say, well, that's what we need, let's go get it. I think we have to ask ourselves as a school district and as a community, do we want to invest in five schools for 1,300 students, right? Do we want to continue to have students going to pre-K, K and one at Valley View and then going across town and being grades three, four, five at Gildersleeve and going back across town and going to grades five, six at Brownstone and then going up the hill and going grades seven, eight at the middle school and then going to 9-12 at the high school. That's a lot. Sure. Right? That, is there a better way to do it? Is there a way to consolidate our buildings, mm -hmm. to consolidate our grades? Right. Um, some people are probably hearing that and inferring from that. They're thinking about closing a building. Right. Well, it, it, it's being discussed. It could be, yeah. And, and we have a, a very talented committee, dedicated committee, that's working on this now. We've hired a firm to come in and help guide some of that analysis that we're doing. And by the end of the year, I think we're going to start um, engaging the community some, with some focus groups and some surveys and some discussions about what Portland is going to look like over the next five to 10 years. Sure. So while that work is happening, we do know we have five buildings and, and we're investing in the, the uh, maintenance and upkeep that we need to otherwise continue operating as we are into next year right right so i, I imagine that was a lot <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that was a lot. well yeah. i i think you know uh, when you when you're looking at infrastructure i think that has been um the, uh, an issue not only in the school systems but nationwide where you sure. know our, our 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 bridges our roads our water systems our sewer systems okay have been neglected and you know you have and just like you said you know if you own a house you have to you know, upgrade it, put money into it, okay, uh, to, to, to sustain it. So I think, I think uh, you know, you're realizing basically what <laughs> everybody else is realizing. I am. And, and the other things you, you have to remember, you know, Brownstone was built in 1932. Sure. In 1932, um, Newtown hadn't happened. No. Right. In, in 1932, the planet wasn't warming to the port point that every building in Connecticut needed air conditioning. Yeah. In 1932, there wasn't a pandemic that we had science that said you need really good HVAC and circulation to create high quality indoor air. Yes. Right? And because of that, you have a building built for another generation that's serving different needs for the current generation. Mm -hmm. And that's true at Gildersleeve and Valley View too. Yeah, yeah. 
So as we look at this, we have to consider not only the age and the wear and tear on the buildings, but what the buildings need in order to support teaching and learning where school security, a warming planet, indoor air quality, and a 21st century technology-rich environment need to exist in order to, to keep our kids safe, healthy, and prepare them effectively for the future. Sure, sure. Well, I think, uh, again, that's where we have to, you know, take a hard look at ourselves and, you know, um, and you, and it, it takes money to ride the train. Right. <laughs> you know, that's, and that's uh, literally. Right. And, and, and trust me, that's, that's an important point because we know from the, the facility study that we have is that the bill is 25 to $30 million over the next 10 years. That's what we know. Are there more effective and cheaper ways to accomplish what we need and create a better educational environment? Mm -hmm. I think there are cheaper ways and more efficient ways for us to do the work of the Portland Public Schools. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, still, so stay tuned. Okay. Well, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, excellent. Well, I think everybody, uh, I know Ryan's been... Um, in gross right now with uh, with the budget process yeah. and he's got uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, work on his plate you know as far as any you know not only balancing the school systems but you know all of the other departments within the town uh, and so forth that uh, also need you know uh, have demands on them and you know sure. to do business and yeah. and, and uh, you know you, you you often hear the term well that's the cost of doing business well you know unfortunately it it, it is it's true you know, right. Uh, you know, especially if you're going to, you know, you, you, you serve the, uh, uh, the town's population and, you know, make sure, making sure, you know, all of the tax dollars that people pay are, they're getting their money's worth. Correct. And that, and, and I hope anybody listening to this knows that, you, you know, we are aware of the, the, the demands on the tax base. No, 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 that is not far from our minds in terms of any, considerations that we bring sure. forward yeah. that that all of us you know that i i own property in another district i i would expect that the people making decisions about the edu quality of education in the town right. are aware of the bill that i get every year to support that yeah and 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 i know that's happening here in portland that sure is, that is absolutely essential for sure. people to know that we are good stewards of taxpayer funds exactly exactly so great all right, Charles. Um, anything else you want to go over before we wrap it up here? Um, no, just just let everybody know. Stay tuned on the the mask and, and vaccine yes. thing. Please yep. tune into the budget process. If anybody ever has any questions about any of those things, uh, my email address is on the website. Yeah, um, I think feel like everybody at this point has my cell phone number and is <laughs> welcome to text or call. And people do. There you um, go. Please, please don't don't feel. Uh, bad or like you're imposing on anybody's time call and ask and and we'll we'll make sure that that everybody gets the information well you know like you say the, the doors are always open the doors are always open. <laughs> so okay all right dr charles Britton. this is our episode number 20 of the portland uh, school district podcast we're here in the town tech educational podcast studio i'm your host dave kosminski so um all right before you go charles who you got in the super bowl oh boy well my jets aren't there yet so i really don't care <laughs> <laughs> I might be waiting a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. All right. Well, go for uh. it.
So uh, I don't know. Go Cincinnati. There you go. Uh, All right. Well, hey, they haven't. Uh, uh, it's been a long dry spell for them, for right. sure. Yeah. Uh, getting... And they didn't get a beautiful new stadium. So yeah. I got to go for Cincinnati. There you go. <laughs> All right. Sounds like a plan. Okay. For all of us here at the uh, Town Tech Educational Podcast Studio, stay safe. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much.